to the glory of God. Amen. I was seriously tempted, seriously tempted, to preach on the lessons from Wisdom of Solomon and Psalm 2, especially the language directed to rulers. To paraphrase, listen up, kings, and get this. Your ability to rule was given you from the Lord, whose servant you are. If you don't keep the law and rule wisely, remember that severe judgment falls on those in high places. So wise up, kings, and be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, or God will be angry. But I couldn't think of any way to make it relevant to our current political situation. <laughs> so I went with the gospel instead. And because this is a Eucharist in honor of the 500th anniversary of Luther's 95 Theses nailed to the door of the Castle Church in Wittenberg, this brief sermon is in dialogue with a much longer sermon by Martin Luther on this gospel passage. I have omitted some comments about Jews, Turks, and Papists that seemed less edifying, <laughs> and added a cat joke that my cat would probably also find less than edifying. But the rest of it is distilled from Luther's approach to this wonderful story about the healing of the 10 lepers. The first thing to say is that Luther was a close reader of the biblical text. He paid attention to the details of the story and he comments on them one by one. For example, he is critical of one reading of this passage that focuses only on Jesus' words to the 10 lepers, go and show yourselves to the priests, in order to argue for the need for auricular confession, namely that church members should show themselves, confess their sins to a priest. Luther rightly points out that not only is this reading theologically dubious, since it equates having some kind of skin disease with sinfulness, but it also violates the logic of the passage, since it assumes that the lepers were not yet healed when they arrived to wherever the priests were, which can't be right, since we are told that one of them turned back when he saw that he was already healed. No, says Luther, this gospel is designed to teach us two things. First, about God's love for us and God's desire to answer our prayers. And secondly, about true Christian worship, which is about giving glory to God and singing songs of thanksgiving and praise. On the first point, the story of Jesus' encounters with the 10 lepers, I'm going to continue to call them that even though we would understand their situation differently today. If you go back to Leviticus 13 and 14, you'll see that the biblical description of what is called leprosy is actually quite complicated. Luther reads the, our passage in combination with Isaiah 65, 24, where God says, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. Jesus enters a village and is approached by the 10 men 
who keep their distance, as they are required to do, but call out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Instead of avoiding them, Jesus feels compassion for them. Even before they speak, he has already begun the healing process that will lead to their cleansing and the action of showing themselves to the priests, which will enable their re-entry into the community from which they have been excluded and isolated because of their disease. Having already acted, he directs them towards the next step, showing themselves to the priests. And Luke tells us that as they went, they were healed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Luther asks, why does Luke say that this single leper saw that he was cleansed? Surely all the others also saw that they were cleansed. He comments, one says of the unthankful, he will not see the kindness done him. That is, he will not see it nor take it to heart, but acts as though he knew nothing about it. So, the cat joke. The diary of a dog begins, Wow! Today my master took me to the park again, and we had a wonderful time walking home, and, 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 and. Whereas the diary of a cat begins, In the 954th day of my captivity. <laughs> and continues, once more, by some good fortune, food had fallen into my food dish, and water had fallen into my water dish. My jailer continues to torment me by failing to attend to any of my needs. <laughs> it isn't just cats that allow a sense of entitlement to get in the way of our wonder at God's gracious kindness to us. True worship, says Luther, is to return and to praise God with a loud voice, not only to esteem God highly in our hearts, but to confess before the world what our hearts believe about God. Luke's story makes a point of adding to the description of the one man who returned and glorified God that he was a Samaritan, triggering Jesus' comment, where are the nine? Was no one else found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Here I can't help but think of the way we Christians are so often reminded of our duty and our joy to glorify God by our Muslim neighbors who pray five times a day and by our Jewish neighbors who recently began their new year with a confession of sin and acts of reconciliation towards anyone with whom they might not be in right relationship. Not because Jews and Muslims are foreigners, they are certainly not foreign to God, but because they remind us that our whole life is to be a life of thanksgiving. We are called to testify to the places where we see God's gracious hand in our lives, places where we notice God's kindness. 
and we are called to return to God's table again and again and again to give thanks for the love that continually heals us and sets us free to live with one another in community. This tenth leper is a human tithe, signifying that everything we have, everything we are, are all gifts from God, who knows our needs before we asks, ask him and invites us into communion and into community.